gentlemen to Mouse House. Tonight's episode is going to be kind of glass half full and a little dark, <laughs> I guess. Current time is 8.05 p.m. After I did the last episode, it got me thinking about being remembered, not being remembered. And I was mainly focused on, in one of my other episodes, on, um, you know, trying to be remembered and, you know, just putting it out there like, okay, you have enough money to do all these things in order to be remembered. Like, building a statue or something, you know, and, and having a screen and, and, you know, pictures and videos of you and they could hear your voice and, um, you know, have things written down in stone that they can read about and learn about you. And at the end of the day, you know, they'll, they'll know who you are, or, like they'll have a better idea, but at the end of the day, they're not going to know who you are. They don't know you. They, they never knew you because you're not there. You're not physically there and talking to them and spending time with them and building memories with them. And so it wasn't that I wasn't leaning one way or the other, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, like I wasn't upset about not being remembered. I, I know I sounded like it and I, I guess I was kind of upset, but I was more upset about not figuring out the right answer. You know, I was busy trying to figure out a solution some way. You know, there, there's got to be an answer. There has to be a way. And sometimes there just isn't. There just isn't an answer at all. And so I wanted to look at the other side. The side I would consider glass half full, even though it's kind of, I guess it could be kind of dark in a way, you know, because you would think doing all those things to be remembered would be a good thing, you know, glass half full, positive, and it is for the most part, but I think if you look at the other side, it's better than what I had previously stated. It's better than being remembered. Being forgotten might be the best thing that could happen to you. And this goes for two reasons. Number one is, for example, the episode I did before, this last episode about Christian. When I ended that episode, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, because people always say he's the most documented person online. That I have to agree with, yes. And some might even say he's the most documented person in history. That might be true as well. Online, definitely. Definitely the most documented person 
online. And so in 200 years, are people still going to know who this individual is? Not that I want them to. If anything, if he was to be remembered, I kind of imagine like a classroom and a teacher showing small video clips and information about this person, pictures of him and stuff uh, or her and telling people, okay, this is what you don't do online. <laughs> you know, do not feed the trolls. Okay. If trolls are commenting on who knows if there's social media in 200 years, but you know, if trolls are commenting on whatever, do not respond and, and do not do what they say. That's definite. So, you know, kind of like an example, like, okay, don't do this. And here's why. Because they made their lives miserable for like 10 years, 12 years, something like that. 10 years, I think it was. Yeah. About 10 years. I think, well, 2007. He, he claimed that he had been trolled since 2007. So that is believable because I think YouTube was around then. So that would make sense. So, I mean, that's a long time. That's, yeah, that's, um, you know, what, 15 years or something, 14 years. It was a very long time. So now, fast forward to 2023, and we're still talking about him. Mainly because he, they're still alive. <laughs> and they were just released from jail but they're still you know, in terms of like online they're still relevant in people's conversations i mean the the name chris chan was trending on twitter that's how relevant they are and i've seen tiktok videos of people from around the world and there's a person in Argentina who's obsessed with Chris Chan thinks of him as like, or her, thinks of her as the second coming. There's quite a few people who are very obsessed with Chris Chan. So somebody like that 200 years later, are they going to be remembered? I think by accident, people are going to run into those videos unless they're taken down, which he, <laughs> he kept getting, he kept getting, um, like his YouTube videos, like, or his YouTube channel, like, uh, like banned or something, but then it would come back up, but he had no patience. So he would just make another YouTube channel. So there's multiple YouTube channels that he made where there's just tons of videos. So it's like if they want, I mean, I guess with AI technology, it could probably, you know, use um, facial recognition, find the videos and then take them down. But for the most part, I don't really think YouTube is going to take them down. 
I don't see why they would. That and other people can just keep reloading, you know, re-uploading them, you know, um, reposting them, uh, you know, like on Twitter and everywhere else. So YouTube isn't the only main vein of knowing who this individual is. So being forgotten because you've done stupid things online, you can now see why that's probably a blessing. You might be thinking to yourself, ooh, I probably sent some pretty mean emails or, you know, did something kind of stupid online or said something stupid online. Maybe some people took notice, but it was gone within a week. That's nice, right? Really think about it. You're like, ooh, you know, maybe last year you did something or maybe in 2020 you said something really stupid. And thank goodness everybody forgot. Nobody took screenshots or maybe they did. Maybe they took screenshots and they were posting it or something. And now, three years later, not very long, you don't see those screenshots surfacing and nobody brings it up. Because I've seen that before on Twitter where somebody had like deleted a tweet, particularly like celebrities or something. Well, people screenshot that stuff and then it just like it goes all over. You know, it's gone. Once it's out there, that's it. You're cooked. Everybody knows. Everybody recorded. Everybody took screenshots. You're done. So eventually those things disappear. You know, they kind of get buried in the rest of the internet. And that's the other weird thing is with Chris Chan, it still hasn't been buried. His content is not buried with the rest of the internet. It's still just swimming along with all the rest of the tweets and posts and videos and all kinds of stuff, pictures, whatever, you name it. So what's the other reason why being forgotten might actually be a good thing? I would go as far to say being forgotten is a good thing. And if you are younger, like 19 and, you know, 18 years old to, you know, 20 or whatever. Oh, that's not very long. 18 to 30, okay? You might be thinking, I, I want to make my mark on the world. And, and you're trying to be remembered. Or you're trying to make something. Something that will make you stand out. You know, from the rest of the pack. And I get that. You know, maybe it's not necessarily social media. Maybe you're just, you know, you're trying to stand out from the rest of your family. Maybe getting your doctorate or starting a company or something. Kind of one-up your family. Not in a bad way, just to be like, hey, look, you know, I, I can achieve this. You have goals, right? 
And, you know, the thing I think that people waste the most time on is, you know, a lot of things, really. And it, I'll, I'll get into why I'm so frustrated right now for the past 12 years with my own life in terms of not being able to do much is that people waste so much time trying to make their mark in something that nobody's going to remember. You could have been traveling. You could have learned a new skill. You, you're focused on things that nobody's going to remember. Think about it. There are 8 billion people out there. The majority of them are trying to stand out from those 8 billion people. The people that have kind of, at least in their own little circle of, let's say they are huge. 100 million people know who they are online. At the end of the day, the rest of the world doesn't know about you. Because that's what you're thinking when you're like trying to make my mark. So the whole world knows who I am. You might even start small. Maybe the, the whole state or the whole country might know who I am. Stay local. Even then, very difficult to do. If you got very popular or did something extraordinary, not Every single person in your country is going to know who you are. What's the other thing that people waste time? Well, you know what? I'm kind of shy. I don't know what to do. Like, should I start a podcast? Should I start a YouTube channel? Should I start Twitch streaming? Should I try, try to, you know, sell my art or whatever? You name it. And so that fear of other people's opinion and judgment has so much control over us, it's ridiculous. If we didn't have that fear, we would have much more, um, you know, advances in our society. Because we're scared. I don't know if I want to be a scientist. I don't know if I want to be an engineer. I don't know if I want to go into, um, you know, cancer research or whatever. You know, what's the point? What's the point in doing cancer research? They've been working on it for decades. Nobody's found a cure. So I'm just going to be wasting my time. Or you're going to have that fear. What happens if I go into cancer research? I do my best. I think, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. Nobody else has. I'm going to figure it out. And that's the kind of mentality you're going into and then all of a sudden reality kind of hits you and you're like, what happens if I don't? Because nobody else has. And then you kind of you know slow down and you take a right and all of a sudden you're 
an accountant, which I'm not saying accountants are bad. I, I love accountants. They're awesome. Very, very cool. But you know what I mean? When you realize, when you, when, not that, I should word it differently. When you accept that nobody is going to know what you've done in your life. Nobody's going to remember you. When you look at it from a positive standpoint, and this is where it kind of gets weird. This is the middle of the road. Is it good or bad? When you realize that, you're like, I could literally do anything and it doesn't matter. I can be the worst human being in my country, in my state, in my town, whatever, in my family. And it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. And nobody's going to remember. Or you can look at it like, I can make a complete fool of myself online. You know, let's say you're like, I'm going to one-up Chris Chan. (laughs) Don't, okay, by the way. But let's say that's your goal. I want to be the most documented human being on the internet. And take that crown. And more than likely, nobody's going to remember. So... That is very, from my perspective, that is very freeing. It's like, wait a minute, I can do whatever I want. Why, why am I, why am I letting my friends, my family, strangers, everyone dictate what I do in my life? Because, you know, it's the right thing to do. Or, well, you know what? It's the safe option. Go get a job. Go to college. Get a job. It's safe. Why? You really want to just go to work every day? Come home? Go to work? Come home? The same routine? When in reality that entire time all you're going to be thinking about is you know what I should have started singing online I should have you know I should have gone on Twitch and started singing and writing music or on YouTube and you can now you know get your music on like Apple and Spotify and all kinds of stuff But instead, you're doing some, you know, menial job. It literally doesn't matter. Because nobody's going to remember us. And so this is where it's in that kind of middle of the road, kind of gray area. Is you can either 
follow your passion and take a chance or, you know, try something new. Or you can be super just like terrible. You know, be as bad as you want. You want to be the biggest drug dealer in your city? Go ahead. You want to, you name it, okay? Think of a really bad crime. You want to do that? Be the biggest and baddest? Go right ahead. Because at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Nobody's going to know. People aren't going to remember. And they certainly aren't going to care in 200 years. And so you can see it from both sides. You're like, oh, that's really good that you want to follow your dreams. But then you look at the other side and you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's bad. (laughs) Don't do that. And, you know, all joking aside, don't do it, obviously. But I'm just saying, if you just want to be the biggest and baddest, you're, you're not going to be remembered. Nobody's going to remember whether you went to college and did something with your life or you became a hardcore gangster, big time drug dealer. And, you know, you kind of just had like this really rough life for the past, you know, let's say you're able to do it for. 20 years or something. Okay. And that's how I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I really do have a choice. I can do whatever I want. Because there's always that pressure. Well, you got to do this. You know, you need to go to college or you need to do this. You need, you need work experience as, as soon as possible. That's what you need. To get work experience, to build up your resume, to, you know, be a productive member of society. Guess what? Society isn't going to care in 200 years that you're working at McDonald's. Or that you got a college degree from, you know, Harvard. Society will not care. Even when you're alive. 99.9% of those 8 billion people out there. Are not going to know. And or not going to care. That you work at McDonald's. Or that you got a Harvard degree. And you're, you know, a hedge fund manager. Or something, whatever, you name it. I'm not saying it it does I'm not saying it's bad that it doesn't matter. I'm saying it's good. When I say it doesn't matter, I'm not saying you don't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter what decision you make, whether it be good or bad. Because nobody's going to remember. Because a lot of people, I believe, live 
very depressing, even miserable lives because they're not doing what they want or they, they didn't take a chance or they took the safe road or, you know, they just were too bombarded by outside influences for them to even make their own decision. And now all they're doing is just waiting to die. And so I'll get into why my life for the past 10, 12 years has been so frustrating. Is that I'm a very spontaneous person. I, I love doing things with, you know, some sort of spontaneity. I'll give you an example. I was living in the Middle East at the time. And my friend kindly got me F1 tickets to the Bahrain Grand Prix. And him and I were hanging out at at the time I could drink coffee. We were hanging out at like a coffee place and I was munching on some snacks and of course cuz I'm a bear and having my coffee and whatever. And he goes, "How what time how far is it from Bahrain?" I was like, I don't know. I'll check it, you know. And and so I was like, I don't know, you know. I'll check. And then he goes, no, 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 I'll check. He's like, eat your food. And I was like, okay. And so we looked it up and he goes, you know, he goes, what time is it? You know, I, I checked the time and stuff. You know, he, he was figuring out in his head, like out loud. But he wanted to involve me in the conversation, whether I liked it or not. <laughs> and, and I was paying attention. I just was focused on the food, okay? Because I'm a bear. <laughs> um, he goes, you know, if we leave... Like right now, he goes, we'll be there by like five in the morning. I was like, serious? Like you really want to leave right now? And I was excited because I was just, I was kind of, I wasn't mopey, but I was just like, oh, I got to wait until tomorrow and I got to get up and, you know, I got to pack, you know, a backpack and stuff and get the things ready. And then I got to drive to his house because we we're going in one car and he, he really wanted to take his car because he, like, just got it, his Nissan Patrol. And I was like, all right, fine, we'll take your car, whatever. Um, so I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I was like, all right. <laughs> so we literally drove to my house. Um, well, he drove to his house to go pack. I drove to my house to go pack up my things grab a backpack, throw some things in there. And then he came, he drove over to my house and picked me up and that was it. We were gone. And we had never driven to Bahrain ever. And we had to drive like, I mean, it was hours and hours and hours. So that kind of spontaneous behavior, I miss that. Because of my panic disorder and everything, I can't be spontaneous at all. Everything has to be planned. Very boring, very mundane, and very frustrating. That's what really is the worst thing, is being an extrovert and being spontaneous and having panic disorder is, like, the worst thing ever. You know, if I was an introvert and I really didn't hang out with people or I didn't want to, having panic disorder would 
probably not impact my life at all because I wouldn't talk to anybody anyways and I wouldn't interact or go out that often before the panic disorder. So having this for the past 10, 12 years, it's like I'm stuck in my own prison. You know, my body has become my own Achilles heel, if that makes sense. (laughs) You know, it's very difficult for me to enjoy life the way I want to. So just take it from me. Nobody's going to remember us in 200 years, and that's a good thing. Because it gives us the freedom to do whatever we want, good or bad, doesn't matter. I hope all of you have enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. Within five days, I'll be posting a new episode. Have a good night.